Eric Kruger and Johnson A are out for the holidays. And you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mouse will play. Play an episode from the archives, that is. My name is Sean Lewitz, and you're about to listen to one of the most downloaded episodes of The Expansive for 2023. Right after this. We want to build community. We want to meet people in person. So this is just another step in the process of building out the... Uh, expansive metaverse, megaverse, uh, and I'm, I'm super excited about that. <laughs> megaverse. <laughs> the mega, it's the expansive megaverse. Yes, we change our podcast name to the mega. The megaverse. Yeah. Hi, and welcome to the Expansive Podcast, where we explore the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We believe that growth and progress comes from expanding our minds, exploring new possibilities, and embracing change. My name is Eric, and as always, I'm joined by my co-pilot on this journey, Mr. John Sane. John, how are you doing, brother? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Really excited about today's pod. So many amazing things happening. I mean, this week with ChatGPT4 just getting launched. Oh, my God. Uh, this is the new frontier. And Eric, you know, we're delivering a webinar on the impact of ChatGPT. And you know what? We're going to have to change the whole webinar because completely now all of a sudden, it, yes. <laughs> completely rewrite yeah. it. And we just built that webinar three weeks ago. Anyway, I'm doing really well. <laughs> I'm super excited about what's going on. It's a very tough pace to keep hold on, but hey, welcome to 2023. Nobody said it's going to be slow and uneventful. Yeah, so for sure. here we are really doing well. What's happening in your Listen, side? before we kick into the pod, so, you know, we, uh, we both brought some of our favorite topics to the pod this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, a bit of a new tradition that we have is that we go out and we, we try and bring all of the findings from our week into the pod. And so if you are a long-time listener, you would know that it used to be that we would cover one topic extensively. Now those will be a bit more sporadic. We're going to be jumping into different topics all the time, things that are very trending, top of mind for us. And then from time to time, we'll do these masterclasses like we did with your networking episode from, uh, was it last week or the week before that? Uh, which was know. a great episode. And we got some tremendous feedback on it because it was in- intensely practical. So if you are thinking about networking and you want to find out more about that, go look up that episode. It was really, it was a banger. It was good, man. A banger, banger. So, um, on, that, a banger on that note, we discovered today that Spotify has released some new features. So if you're a Spotify listener, uh, which is the minority actually, because a lot of people still listen on iTunes for some reason. I don't know why people haven't switched from iPhone yet. You're welcome to join the Android revolution and join us <laughs> on Spotify. The devolution. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Celeste Cleary because she has embraced a new feature on Spotify, which is that on Spotify, you can actually comment on an episode, which is cool. Like ask us a question, uh, leave a, a comment. We can even do polls on Spotify. Uh, but Celeste said about your networking episode, I'd love this episode. Thanks, fellas. Such use- usable tips, not just for networking, but starting meaningful conversations, full stop. Off to a wedding this weekend, would you believe? So time to practice. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you. So, Thank you so much. And you know, Eric, I actually had dinner with Imen and Vili uh, a couple of days after they listened to the podcast and I was breaking down their wedding. And the characters that I was explaining to my wedding, they started asking me who the characters were. So I had to start explaining who <laughs> was doing what. And it was really fun because they actually agreed with everything that I'd commented about their friends and how they were networking. 
And it's really amazing. You know, I think if you just sit back and watch what people do and how they go about networking, you can just learn a lot just from that. For sure. But very quickly, before we get into the pod today, let's just remind everybody, 23rd of March, if you are in Cape Town, we are doing another live event. It's a very exclusive event um, at Latitude Cafe in Seapoint. They are positioning themselves as a Soho house. And if you don't know what Soho house is, you need to travel a little bit more, but it's a very high-end sort of hotel lifestyle working cafe space that's around the world. And so they're aiming at doing that. So they have a fantastically beautiful cafe on the seven, or ninth floor or seventh floor of Latitude mm. Building in Seapoint. And so we'll be hosting it there. They, we're kind of partnering with them. And shout out to all of them there at Latitude Cafe. So make sure you register. It's on Quicket. And it's on both uh, Eric and I's socials and on bios. So make sure you register as quickly as possible because those tickets will be going fast and it's a small event. So Eric and I will be sharing some ideas around preparation for AI when it comes to humans, to teams, to leadership and to organizations. And then we'll be having a Q&A and also selling some books and doing some photos and that sort of thing. So really great to mm. meet all of you there. So 23rd of March, 6 o'clock in Cape Town, Seapoints. I'm, I'm super excited because it's the first event we've done since the pandemic hit. And also, you know, it's the part yes. of the journey we've been on is that we are more and more intentional of this podcast. We want to build community. We want to meet people in person. So this is just another step in the process of building out the uh, expansive metaverse, megaverse uh, and I'm I'm super excited about that. <laughs> megaverse. <laughs> mega, it's the expansive megaverse. Yes, we change our podcast name to the megaverse. The megaverse. Yes, yeah. very cool. How's that for yeah. on the fly? All right, cool. Let's jump into today's topic. So uh, you go first and then I'll jump in after you. With pleasure. So, you know, being in Dubai, um, you get exposed to some amazing people. And what I've started to realize is how sometimes we box ourselves in to the career we have or the businesses we own. And we got to realize that we are very multidimensional as human beings. And I think if we express all these multidimensional aspects of who we are, we can start to actually build out multiple sources of income. And so for me, what I've been really playing around with is this concept of really specializing into one aspect or one sector, which is a one-dimensional representation of who you are, or doing something that is an expression of where the world's at at the moment, which requires us to be lateral and adaptable. And in this process of being lateral and adaptable, being linear in your process of focus, which was really made famous by Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000-hour rule in his book was about doing something for 10,000 hours and becoming proficient at it. But the problem is, is that the world's changing at such a pace. And if you're only proficient in one thing, you can be in trouble. Because what if an app arrives? You know, I worked with MTN yesterday and I was explaining to them and they were actually, the speaker before me was speaking about the fact that they can't sell speaking like airtime anymore because that's mm. for free. Yeah, And so I was like, you know, you singularly focused on one business model or one aspect of yourself and that gets disrupted, you could be in trouble. So I think it's high time that all of us see ourselves as these multidimensional human beings expressing ourselves in different ways and creating multiple income streams. And so I've been expressing myself and building out different types of businesses, utilizing my skill set. And so I have a very distinct skill set. I just want to be able to apply it in speaking, 
in strategizing, in building a licensing business, in potentially building a school. And so I'm having many discussions with many different mm. partners and seeing which one actually comes to fruition. And I think that's like, for me, you know, the more I think about how we're evolving, you can utilize technology and fine tune and simplify businesses and processes. And so having three or four businesses out there doesn't mean that you are working flat out. It means that you've built systems, you've got partnerships, and you've got processes that are able to work on these. Now, I was at dinner the other night and I met this family that are in like eight different types of businesses. And I said to them, I said, how do you even cope? They're like, we not we started off 15 years ago with this business. It did really well. So we thought we'd buy this business and then we went into this business. So they have a hotel, the restaurant, a nightclub, a flower shop, a eventing company. So it's kind of in the same world, mm. but they've expanded it. And I really found that inspiring. And I think that as individuals, we can start to express ourselves as multidimensional beings. And to really just finish off the section is don't box yourself in. Like, I don't want to box myself in. Don't box me in. And, and just because I have a degree in something or I work as a job, why am I boxing myself in? So yeah, use your yeah. creativity, express yourself in new ways and create new income streams because the future might not be kind to you or it might be. You remember with the pandemic, some businesses mm. went out of business and others mm. flourished. I mean, so who would have known? So we don't know what the next thing is that's coming. So become multidimensional, create multiple income streams and don't get boxed in. Yeah, I love it. And I mean, it, it really speaks to the idea of anti-fragility well, that if one thing goes away, that you have backups. And the idea is that yes. you have backups of backups, ultimately. There's that saying from the army that yes. um, one is none and two is one. So yes. th this is exactly what, what you're saying. I think that the challenge for people is that when I listen to that friend of yours, they did so well, what they did is they built it sequentially, but now they're running it in parallel. So they, they built the one, it got yes. successful, then they moved into the next and then to the next, but now they're running them in parallel. Yes. But, and it's, it's so tough with- But like, Eric, the point is, is that somebody would have just stayed in that one business is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure. It's like no, once you've got definitely. one, you just stay. That's the problem. Definitely. Right? Yeah, that's the problem. I think there's just a, there's a conversation yeah. to have, and maybe people should just go back and listen to the, the episode we did on focus as well, because, and you're very good at this. You're good at, at harnessing your focus into different things um, throughout your day. I struggle with that quite a bit. Like for me, I need carved out time to, to really just think about one thing and then carved out time to think about another. I don't feel like my brain switches between things very quickly in that way. Um, and so that's the only trap that I think people could fall into when they're building out this multidimensional being is putting too much focus into different areas. And then they end up not creating anything at all. Look, I think, I think, yes, but also just think, just remember that technology is changing the landscape and Definitely. being singular yeah. in your focus was the key. I don't know if mm. it is anymore. Remember, you used to go to university and, and study for four years and that was it forever. Mm. Like you were an accountant, an accountant, mm. accountant, accountant, accountant. You can't do that. So mm. I think that you just got to, you just look, I think depending on where you are in your way of thinking, what you need to do is just have the discussion with yourself as how multidimensional am I in my approach to what I'm doing? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I love and it. And so if you like you just express yourself a little bit more. And if you like me, then expand yourself even more and that's use, but don't get boxed in. I, mm. think, I think that's a danger with the amount of technology that's coming out. I love it. All right. So it's next, um, so 
there's an activity that we all engage in and we engage in it quite a lot. And if you are in the workforce, in the workplace, then you spend 85% of your time in this kind of an activity. And what I'm talking about is Complaining. collaboration. Complaining and collaboration. <laughs> hey, well, I spend 85% of my time complaining about my boss, my colleagues, the business, the model. Oh, you mean collaborate? Yes, I collaborate with my colleagues to complain about everything to around complain. me. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to take the wind out your yeah, sales. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. They missed that on the research, though. Um, <laughs> but But we know that collaboration has become a very essential, integral part of how we do things, you know, and even us the way that you started this conversation is I'm having conversations with different partners because it's through that collaboration that I bring these things to fruition. And obviously I'm dealing with collaboration every single day when I work with teams. And what you realize very soon is that one of the best ways to help people to be more effective is actually to help them to realize that not everything should be a collaboration, which sounds a bit counterintuitive. But we, we love to jump into collaboration because it feels good to get things done with other people. But often, like if you just go and you just do something on your own, you are much more effective. You get it done mm. much quicker. Um, I always reference, you know, when I was still at varsity and we would be handed these group assignments, you'd often have someone that just goes and does it all because to deal with everyone's hangups and yeah. issues and delays and deadlines, like yeah. it, it's much easier for the smartest person in that group just to quickly go and do it. And so... What I came across was some research where they spoke about um, what are the reasons why we tend to jump into collaboration too quickly, right? So we realize that actually sometimes we should do it solo, but we still jump into active collaboration. And what they said is that mainly the reason we do it is because of the beliefs that we have. And I wanted to share three beliefs. And like, you'll see this um, across many different people that you know. Like once I start laying them out, you'll, you'll be able to identify different people that fall yeah. into these categories. So these are uh, beliefs that lead us to collaborate too yeah. quickly, right? So the first one is my desire for, for helping others makes me too easy an outlet for collaborative requests. And so what this means is I'm a people pleaser, that I love feeling needed and I have trouble saying no. And so because of that, I just say yes every single time something comes across my desk and I get busier and busier. And the biggest thing, you know, I've, I've seen this so many times, is that when you're a people pleaser, over time, what starts bubbling up is resentment. And you start resentment, yeah, because you feel like, why are people taking advantage of me? But actually, yes. you're the one saying yes every single time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And was it passive-aggressive? So, so that's the first belief, is yeah, that… You become passive-aggressive, um, yeah. And yeah. I, that's right. That's so funny because I don't have that. I, I have the other one. The other one is I'm going to be so shit at this. I need somebody else to help me with it. So I'm like, yo, you come here, you come here and come help me with it. So that's yeah. so weird. As you soon as you said that. The other reason why people say yes too quickly right. is because course, um, my sense of fulfillment from accomplishment leads me to engage in collaborative work that creates overload. So all this means is I get a bit hit, hit from satisfaction uh, of doing work. Like I, I love getting things done but it doesn't mean that I'm getting meaningful work done. It just means that I'm getting stuff done. So like you invite me, cool. We like, we jam on this project or whatever. We, I do this task for you. It feels good because we're collaborating, but actually it hasn't moved the needle forward. Um, and when I read this, I kind of thought of like, I don't know if you've ever done this because I, I know I get a hit from accomplishment, but I guess we all do. But have you ever completed a task 
and then went back to your to-do list, added it, and then crossed it off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Of um, course, that's a dopamine. Yes. yes of, course. of course. So it, it happens yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. My to-do list only starts off at two points. By the end of the day, it's got 18 all right. points. And then the third one out. is, yeah. and this one that we see across uh, entrepreneurs quite often, is the fear of losing control of a project. So the belief that I'm the most capable person to get things done, that um, I don't want to delegate because other people just can't do it to the level that I'm going to do it. And like I said, entrepreneurs, control freak. Uh, we think we are the best. We think no one can, can maintain freak. our quality. And of course, if you are very honest yes. with yourself, you realize very quickly that that is yes. very far from true. Yes. So if you have any of these beliefs um, and you jump into collaboration too quickly, then perhaps it's a good time to slow down and re-examine. One is that you have the need to, to people please. The please. second is that you have the need for accomplishment. And the third is that yeah. you hold on to things um, and you're not delegating properly. So you... Yeah, but hang on. What about mine? Where's the fourth one? Uh, yeah, you my, can add yours. My unique one that thinks that, thinks that I'm not going to be able to capable... And then I try and get as many people on. And then halfway through, I realize I can do this. It's really easy. I just needed somebody to kick me off. And then now yeah. I can do it. No problem. Um, I, that's always what I find, you know? Like just before I start, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so hard, so hard. Hire five people, come around or collaborate. Halfway in, you're like, what was I? Such a muppet. I could have done this so easily. It would have cost me nothing or whatever, you know? Yeah, that, that's my fear. That's always my fear. Yeah, so... Collaboration is good, but know when to jump into it and when to rather go for a solo act. Cool. That's me. Yes, I like What's it. What's next? Oh, that's very good. Eh? And tell me your paddle. Does anybody still want to collaborate with you? Because I've seen some videos and boy, is it bad. I mean, Dude, what's going on there? Like, you get people worse only want day. to collaborate with me. I'm having to, I'm having to create <laughs> checklists. I'm having to you create sure you're application not soloing forms. Out there. You're not so soloing. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm in Cape Town next week. I think we need to, we need to oh, get please. this game on. I've heard this so many times. Yeah, we need to. We need to. But I just can't come to Somerset <laughs> West. I mean, it's on the other side of the flippant civilization, bro. Come see, come see come see the beauty that Cape Town has to offer. Like, just venture a little bit out that's of your true, bubble of like the 10 kilometers that you live in Cape I Town. Yes. I will. I will. It's not even 10. It's five. Okay, let's go into my one. My next one is all about winning too early. And it's, it's, it's this concept around how technology is an incredibly powerful tool that we have as human beings. And it does such amazing things. And the comments, the, 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 the example I always use, which I love, is I read about an eight-year-old girl in Malawi that got access to YouTube and was able to build a water pump for her family from learning from YouTube. She became an engineer. She was like 12 years old. And I was like, wow. Like, wow, wow, mm. wow, wow. So amazing. And so, yes, of course, you have cybercrime and you have uh, dictatorships coming from, from technology and you have all these different things that happen that are negative. But there's so many positive things as well. And I'm always a proponent of the positive because I'm like, why focus on those things? But, but what technology is doing is getting us to become very impatient when it comes to wanting results. And so when we click a button, immediately something mm. happens. And you know, you and I know when something's not working, it, it frustrates us, even though it's only taken four seconds for it to work. Because usually, I mean, Androids took 35 seconds. Apples happen immediately. So you guys are used to it. But you know, it's an immediate thing that you want your technology <laughs> to react to you. 
And when it doesn't react to you, you become frustrated. Now, as we move into the world and we talk mm. about collaboration, we talk about relationships, we talk about wanting to win, wanting to build the capacity and the container to hold the success that we want to have, we're coming at it weak. And the reason is, is that with technology, where we have this relationship of being a spoiled brat, and then we turn to human beings that don't give us the same engagement and don't entertain our impatience, we become fragile and we become sulky. And so what happens is technologies wanted us to win immediately. And the fact that we don't win immediately mm. makes us incredibly anxious, depressed, lonely, impatient, petulant. And so we have to realize that what makes you a winner is your ability to take rejection. It's your ability to go through life having an adaptable and agile approach to what's coming and what's happening around you. And so not everything's always going to work out in your favor, but just like technology, when it doesn't work in your favor and how you get irritated, you can't do that in the real world. You just can't. It's just it won't work. You, you're a child mm. if you're mm. acting like that with relationships, people, and situations. So the worst thing that could happen is for you to win too early. It's actually the worst thing because if you win too early, you don't have the character. You don't have the wisdom to hold it. And in our impatience, and I was telling you offline, is that my ambition is sometimes just too ambitious. It's just, and I've seen this with myself, is that I just get too, I'm always, always striving rather than sitting back and nurturing and enjoying and going through that process of elegant ambition. And it again comes down to my patterning, my programming, where I come from, from a single mom, my relationship with technology. And so as I'm getting older and, you know, this year I'm 48 years old. And as I'm getting older, I'm just, I'm starting to really just see my own deeper patterns and really looking at them and saying, well, you know, how do I become better at this? How do I become calmer? How do I become kinder? How do I become more patient? And it comes down to understanding that you're in this process of building capacity for the success that you're seeking. And technology, unfortunately, spoils mm. us. And so remember that when you're dealing with your technology, it's different to dealing with the world. And don't apply the same parameters of expectation to both sure and that's so difficult man because everything is in the technology world everything is about speed and about getting to that end result quicker and like the other day i wanted to write something i couldn't get access to gp chat gpt and i was like what the hell like what kind of a world am i living in where i can't just like have <laughs> yeah. something write I, this post for me <laughs> i can't even write an email <laughs> no i have to wait until it's back online before i can write <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so, so oh my yeah god. that's happened to me as well yeah so yeah no i get it everything yeah, is moving terrible. faster and actually the more that those things move fast we need to also lean into the patience and the slowness of um, human interactions i like it yeah absolutely so i think i think again we come back to your collaboration uh concept and we come back to the concept that um it's important for us to be multifaceted uh, people to create multiple incomes. Guess what? It all comes down to relationships. And if you're a child mm -hmm. and getting triggered, you just can't maintain those. And I've been super guilty of this, you know, because of my ambition, I sometimes don't take the time to nurture. 
And it's such a, like, it's mm. such a realization for me. I just don't know where I've been in my life. Like, what, how have you missed that, John? Like, why have you missed that, you know? And I think it's important just to self-reflect and think about these things and say, well, how are you building long-term nurturing relationships? And um, have, have, have them help you become a multidimensional being and then become intelligent of where you collaborate and don't collaborate. Damn, I'm swinging mm. all of these stories into one. Jeez, I'm, I'm skilled. Love I'm it. Skilled. Love it. Love it. Um, did you, I made a post the other day, which I think came off the back of our conversation about networking, where I said yeah. at level zero, you play a solo game. And you, it's fine. You know, you do, you build the business, you sell the product, you punt the service, whatever. At level one, you start realizing that you need other people, but the role they play mm. in your life is mainly supportive. So mm. you find a reliable service provider, you find a mentor, you find a coach, mm. they support you, but like they support you to maintain the level that you're at. And then at level two, you unlock multiplayer mode and you start realizing that, mm. oh, people are there to help me level up. Mm. And that's when you get to what you were just saying now, which is the nurturing of the relationships, thinking about it long-term, thinking about transformational relationships, not transactional relationships. Yes. And so key, man. Yeah. And I think this all ties. I mean, you you can tie this in for us again. You know, you can, you can get a big summary uh, and bring all of it together for us right at the end. But I think, I think there's a natural segue here into uh, my last topic which is that last year we had, you know, we, we have buzzwords all the time that come out. And as, as part of the work that we do, we have to know about these. And we have to sometimes, I remember you made a, a, a video about quiet quitting that did very well. But quiet quitting was well, one of the biggest buzzwords. I got, I got lambasted. Year. I mean, it did well. It lambasted got a few hundred thousand words. views. Yeah. <laughs> but I got clapped over the head. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So quiet Just quitting quickly, was one of those views, things that, view, views don't equal love. Views don't equal love. Sometimes oh, sure. they, equal, <laughs> yeah. they equal hate. They equal hate. <laughs> yeah. Especially on TikTok. Especially yeah, geez, on TikTok. TikTok is a wild west of the world. Jeez. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So, so, so the big buzzword for last year was quite quitting. And quite quitting was all about just kind of doing the bare minimum, just getting by, just showing up to work. And you're not telling people that you're quitting, but you're just kind of quitting on, on doing enough or doing more than what you need to be doing. And so there's a new buzzword that's now come out, and it is the optimistic opposite of quiet quitting. And it came from a post in the, uh, in the Washington Post, and it's called quiet thriving. Wow. And quiet thriving means actively making changes to your workday in order to shift your mental state and to help you feel more engaged in your job. Wow. So now we're talking. I love this. I love this, yeah. man. Yeah. And... And uh, I'll share the article. So if you, if you want to go read more about it, then mm. I'll, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. But essentially, like what this talks about is regaining ownership and agency, realizing that your experience in the work that you do, your experience that you have in the teams that you're a part of, all of that is regulated by you to a very, very large extent. And so if that's true, what can you do that's going to help you to make it a more enjoyable experience? And so in the... In the article, they talk about lots of different things. It mainly has to do with how you regulate your emotions, how you regulate your, your uh, body. So, for example, get enough sleep, which we know has become a bigger and bigger topic. But something I love from the article is that they spoke about soothing your nervous system. And I feel like mm. we've become more and more aware of the fact that we go through our day and our, 
our nervous system is in a constant fight or flight reaction. Mm. And so when you can realize that, then you can start doing something that's going to soothe it and something that's going to calm you down a bit. Easiest thing, for example, is taking some deep breaths. And when you do that and you can center yourself and come off that um, anxiety high, then you can mm. start thinking, well, what do I do that shapes my day a bit more? Mm. The, the one last thing I want to say about it is initially when I, when I heard about the phrase quiet thriving, I wasn't quite sure how I felt about the quiet part of it. But the more I've been sitting with it, the more I like it because the more it feels to me that this isn't something I need to go and announce the world and tell everyone about. This is actually a very personal and intimate process in that I am taking responsibility for creating my own fulfillment and my own thriving without the need to shout it out, without involving others. This is my process and I am driving it. So is there a space to bring others on board? Of course there is. But is there a time for quiet thriving and just being by yourself and doing the things that, that you need to do to put you in your, in your best space? Hell yes. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for quiet thriving. So I'm happy that we're here and that we've moved away from am, quiet quitting. I am so happy you've introduced me to this. I've never heard of it. I will be making a video off of it because I'm so inspired by it. But I just want to say, when I made the video about quiet quitting, my argument was, why would you find yourself in a job that you want to force yourself not to do everything you can to express yourself in your highest excitement and actually dumb yourself down to just stick it to the man? Like, mm. then get out of the game that you're sticking it to the man. Go and do something else because why would you want to dampen your flame? Now we're talking where quiet thriving is best expressed and this is this is the key and, and i watch this again whenever i walk around and i'm sure you do as well but look around and see who's smiling mm. just by themselves just walking just chilling i remind myself to smile as often as possible um and you know it's it's the idea that if you're not happy and you force yourself to smile you become happy and if you're just happy internally you're smiling anyway and it's this, if, if people are doing quite thriving, there's a warmth in their energy. There's a warmth in their eyes and they are almost better looking. That's the weirdest mm. thing is that they just are more inviting to want to work with and engage with. And everything from the receptionist to the CEO arriving in a calm, relaxed, powerful manner. I mean, could there be anything more attractive? Like anything, mm. there isn't anything as a human being. That's the most beautiful thing to want to thrive, mm. um, um, uh, sort of strive for, you know? Wow. Quiet thriving. Yes, man. Loving. That yeah? should be a t-shirt yeah. brand. That should be a, that is <laughs> such a good line. I love it. I love mm. it. But look, I have a bonus point um, cool. because I want to just bring it in is whenever you're in conversation with anybody, are you speaking to them in a way that is looking to see how you could do something together to complement your dreams and their dreams? Are you quietly interviewing everybody? Are you quietly thinking about how people that you meet with are there with skill sets that could actually benefit your dreams to bring them into fruition. And I'm not saying to use them, but if you mm. see somebody's skills, like I had lunch with a, a friend, that, well, she's become a friend now the other day. And 
she has an incredible energy and a vibe, but she doesn't really know what she wants to do next, but I can see what she should be doing next. And I've pitched her an idea and it's totally out of left field for her, but I can see it. And after speaking mm. to her, I was like, this is her potential. And I think I could do something with her on this business. And so the idea is you're out there, you're multidimensional, you're looking to collaborate and not collaborate. You are thinking about quietly thriving and really like taking that sort of next step towards this, I don't know, becoming a better version of yourself. The thing that you should be doing is looking for the right people out there to surround yourself with and to continuously being on the search with that viewpoint so that you can see who can benefit you and who you can benefit constantly. So quiet thriving, quiet interviewing, loudly collaborating, and definitely and utmostly looking to become a multidimensional being. That, boom, mic drop is the pod for today. <laughs> How's that tired? How's that tired? Love it. I should be Love a it. DJ. I should be a Excellent. DJ. That's great. So just before we end off, I just want to say yeah. welcome to Sean Lutz. Sean Lutz is becoming a friend. He is our new producer, a very, very skilled and talented radio man, branding man, and strategic man. Uh, Sean Lutz interviewed me uh, about six months ago, and when I listened to the podcast that he had done, was by far the best and high-quality podcast. So what did I do? I put everything I've spoken about today in practice. I quietly interviewed him. I have been quietly thriving by meditating two hours a day, and I've been looking to collaborate with people and create multidimensional income streams. And so today we are on our first podcast with a producer for the very first time. So welcome, Sean yeah, Roots. Welcome, Sean, Sean Roots will be at the event on the 23rd, so you can come and meet him. And we are very excited to have him on board and to see how we can add even more value to the listeners out there. And thank you again for joining us. Eric, you want to close us off? Yeah, and no, listen, I think what an expansive episode. I, I absolutely loved it. So many great uh, tangents that people can go and explore. Uh, so as always, thank you for joining us. We hope that you've enjoyed your time with us. Uh, make sure to tell a friend about The Expansive. Make sure to go onto Spotify and leave a comment. We love hearing from people. So wherever you can, please get in touch. Um, find us on social, find us on Spotify, find us on email, training at theexpansive.com. And of course, email. Yeah. Do people use it's email still, old, still, Eric? It's still old school. Isn't that from 1973? It's still old school. Jeez, old yeah. school. We're going old school. Fax line is zero one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, uh, of course, we would love to hear from you as well in the form of a review. Uh, for those on iTunes, because this is more like the iTunes game, right? Uh, we would love for you to head over to iTunes, leave us a review, tell us what you thought about the pod. Only five-star reviews allowed. Any other ones, uh, John personally hunts you down and sends you we're spam still, messages. I, we, so. know, we know. We know the person that gave us that one star. What a Muppet. I doubt you're listening, but you're a Muppet. I know who you are. I know who you are. You can see. We John will come for you. John will come for you. So. Yeah, I come for you. I'm sending you daggers with my eyes, pretending like I don't know who you are, but I know exactly who you are. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Ciao.